Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Taking a Walk, an excursion to converse, connect, and catch up at a cool location with some of the most interesting people you can find. Here's Buzz Knight. So this is uh, part two of Taking a Walk um, here at Fresh Pond with my friend Steve Sweeney. And we're having a great day here, a great yeah, walk, great conversation. Yeah. A lot of amazing dogs uh, around you know, we're here. We're just sitting here, and this dog decided to rest next to us. It's so cool. And he's uh, he's breathing pretty heavy. He's uh, he's got a big uh, big uh, co- big big coat. Why don't we walk again? Yeah, we've been sitting on the bench. Do you um, do you have a dog, Steve? I've got two of them. And they're not happy that I'm here without them, believe oh, me. What kind of dogs? I got two Goldens. They're my third and fourth Goldens, and they're wonderful. Zorba and Layla. Now, Layla is the greatest rock and roll song of all time. And then Zorba is my favorite book, Zorba the Greek. That's cool. And the movie with Anthony Quinn, Nikos Kazantzakis. <laughs> That's awesome. I love to read. That's one thing I love to do. And I like to read actual books. I don't like Kindle and all that. The, the short, uh, there's something called short form uh, that takes books and reduces uh, 300 pages to 10. I don't think well, you'd be a fan of that. But that's all plot, you know? Yeah. When you, when you read the book, you get into the feeling of the place and the language and the characters, the dialogue, you know. Um, Do you remember the first time you read Catcher in the Rye? Catcher in the Rye was sort of first year in college, but the book I think that really influenced me the most, I think I was only like 12, was Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck, and I can remember weeping at the end of it. Really? And that feeling of not wanting a book to end, Yeah. it was great. And remember when I was a kid, like seven, eight, there used to be this series called Chip Hilton, who was a sports guy, and played all these sports and you have those dreams 
that's why I picked Fresh Pond. When I was young, I can remember being right over a spot to our left and looking at the clouds, you know, lying down looking at the clouds. You know how you do that? Yep. And I said, someday I want to go to Montana. And I did, you know, uh, Glacier National Park up there. And so this was a place that I had a lot of dreams. And then in my height of my addiction, came up here and did cocaine. And it was so obscene, you know, because here we are in this beautiful natural spot. But anyway, that was in the past. Did you know, Was when was the moment that said, I gotta get on the straight and narrow? I mean, did you have there one was a pivotal place, moment? There was a lot of them, but yeah. there was a moment. I worked at Nick's Comedy Stop and across the street was this bar called Dominic's. And, um, the time it was the combat zone, not the theater district. So I said, oh my God, it, it just hit me. It's like when you were in Sedona, like it hit you. And sometimes you just know, you know, your mind keeps talking, well, what's the logical sense of this? But that feeling of knowing. Yeah. And it really hit me. I can't stop. I'm on my third beer. I can't fucking stop. Mm -hmm. And it scared the shit out of me. And I knew I was like killing myself. So anyway. Mm -hmm. So the first time you met these Farrelly guys, can you remember that? And yeah, what, there was what, a guy, what, there was a guy named John Dennis. Remember John sure. Dennis? Yeah, radio guy. He invited me guy. to play golf and I played with Bobby and Peter. And we hit it off right away. The 80s was a big time for stand-up. And Peter knew me and Bobby knew me and we're like great friends now. And Peter wrote me a text that, I wish you could frame text that, he said, thank you for this movie, you did a stellar job. And he said, you've inspired me for a lot of years. And I, it was like, I don't know how I did that, but it was it, because he inspires me. He's the most generous person and absolutely brilliant. If you saw Green Book and- yep and all the comedies and he's going in a different direction that to me is very inspiring when somebody takes their life and just follows their own path and goes in another direction as a serious director and he's worked with everybody and so i look back on my career i worked with denzel washington john travolta i was friends with george carlin uh peter falk i don't mean to bother you you remember peter falk sure tell you a quick story I was did a movie called uh, it's, called, it's on net uh, on demand called the money kinks so it was originally called the big so I would be doing that movie during the week and then on weekends I'd come back to the Kowloon <laughs> so we're shooting this in New York and Peter said to me at the end of the shooting you know I've known a lot of people Met a lot of people in my business, but I gotta tell you, you by far, by far, Sweeney, you are the most fucked up human being. <laughs> it was beautiful. When I look back on it, I, I look on it as a fan, you know, like I did the Equalizer with Denzel. And we, one night I got to, you know, we got to talk and we were having a conversation like you and I are having a conversation. So I'm pretending I'm just having a conversation in the back of my mind. I'm saying, I'm fucking talking to Denzel Washington. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's I guess amazing. It, I guess it'd be like talking to Springsteen or something because they be, they become so so much a part of your life, and then you meet them, and they want you to be normal. Well, so you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell a story. Give about, me an example of that for, uh, in your life. You've met a lot of people. Yeah, well, people. I, I'm gonna give you an example that it falls under the category of regrets. <laughs> okay. And I don't really have tremendous regret. Right. I'm grateful for my life and what I have and I'm probably not grateful enough in some moments but I try to practice gratitude. But I do have a regret. We went to see Bob Dylan many years ago. This is Bob Dylan. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's wow. freaking Bob Dylan. And yeah. right before the show, the label guy says, we're going upstairs. There's about nine of us that were at dinner. We're going to go see Bob. It's like, no. So wow. we go up there, and Bob was introduced to us, and he makes eye contact only then when yeah. he met us. Yeah, and then I understand. No eye contact after that. Yeah. And but he does say to us, Ugh, anyone want to do a shot of whiskey?" <laughs> oh, really? Oh, good for him. No one did it. We were petrified because we were saying, "That's the voice of a generation." Um, I don't want to, you know, have a shot. <laughs> like everybody was afraid. Which wow. is kind of like, wow. so I kid with people saying, that's yeah. my only regret. And I can't think of really many others. I wish I did the shot with Bob. But, you know, for all I know, I would have made a babbling fool of myself and embarrassed well, myself no, in front know, of the voice of a generation. <laughs> I know. We're, we're very lucky to have. But, you know, he's a very private guy, and I can understand why. I saw him on 60 Minutes. He said he was trying to, Ed Bradley was interviewing him. And he said, you know, even up here in Woodstock, he said, I, no one leaves me alone. He said, they come to the door, and this was, you can look it up in 60 Minutes. They asked me things about organic farming. And Ed Bradley says, well, what do you know about organic farming? And he says, not a thing. <laughs> but he said he goes into a restaurant, and it's so weird because half the people are trying to say, is that him? Is that not him? It's hard being it's gotta Bob Dylan. Be, oh my you know? God! It's got to be incredibly uh, hard. Did you get to check out the Beatles uh, special? No, I want to. Yeah. I, I have. You know, it's funny because I'm addicted to the Beatles and all that. And um, when when uh, they broke up, John Lennon to me came up as so bitter and such a prick and, sh and pissing on all the years they did. And then, um, I always liked Paul anyway. And it turns out George has a dark side and the whole thing. So, I love the Beatles. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird seeing them as human beings, isn't it? Yeah, and... and I didn't see it, did you see it? Yes, I absolutely loved it. And, oh, good. And you see it, you see them as people yeah. in a different way. I mean... They grew up together. They were, they were old right. buddies in, like, in Charlestown or where you grew up. You yeah, know? and you know what's cool about the, the, the special is um, they were filming for this two-week period pretty much everything. And there are some people who say, well, they're mugging for the cameras and they're, they're, they're not really in a natural you know, sort of way. 
but the cameras were rolling constantly. So right. you do right. see some, you know, darkness, some, you know, bitterness, some, you know, some, some struggles. But one of the great things about the special, and there's many, is we were always led to believe at that point that things were really nasty then. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what? They were still... Uh, fooling around. Fooling around. Yeah. They clearly enjoyed being with each other. Um, so it really... But what is she doing? She's just sitting there on the fucking speaker, Yoko? She's just knitting. She's like reading the newspaper. There's almost like a bit you could do. But I mean, what? but why is, why is she there? George said that. She clearly... Uh, I don't know. It feels like she just had to be there because John was there and John, John needed was making his, a statement a security blanket it was a statement but it didn't seem to affect their uh, collaboration well you know Ringo I saw in an interview and he said he said to John he said what the fuck is this this is creeping me out it's never we never have anybody here yeah. and then according to Ringo John explained it and then it was okay and Paul always puts a good spin on everything and he said he was glad they became friends again, but Paul was on Howard Stern or something, and he called up Yoko, and she, he said, uh, you know, I think John would want us to be nice to each other, whatever, and she said, well, don't do me any favors, and so he said, I saw her as cold and pushy. Then, of course, being Paul, he changes around, now I don't see her that way, you know? <laughs> right. Paul wants to get along with everybody now. Although, did you hear he called the Rolling Stones a blues cover band? <laughs> you know, I think that was blown out of proportion, too. I do see, agree. See, it's... Uh, Soundbite. Right? Yeah, I mean, if you say a thousand sentences, and they take one, yeah. and, you know... I agree. I mean, we, uh, we take our heroes so seriously... But I always liked Paul because he seemed to keep it together. And, yeah. And he explained on Howard Stern, he was trying to tell them, we could lose all our freaking money here with these lawyers and everything, you know? And yeah. Who were uh, some of your other favorite... Uh, um, I love Mark Knopfler. I buy every one of his solo albums. And the first listening... I remember this. When I was on the air, you brought in sailing to Philadelphia yeah and we played that song one song and usually with his albums you listen two or three times but now it's just sometimes the first time you hear something you love it but with his albums they grow on you and grow on you and grow on you are you a Mark Knopfler fan love Mark Knopfler yeah absolutely I'd agree I agree with you too it's just yeah. it's like a fine you know a fine wine if you will it's just it's amazing you know now I like Van Morrison, I'm a huge fan, but I'm usually disappointed in his last maybe five albums. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I My favorite album of Van is Hymns to the Silence, which is not everybody's favorite. It's a double white album. It's, it's got the Chieftains on it, and it's just, it's great. So I like Mark, I like Van. I love that the Stones are still doing it. I mean, I can't believe Mick Jagger's 80 and he's fucking running around the stage. It's, to me, that's inspiring. Um, so, I think music is so amazing if you think about it because it's this unifying force right. that 
you know, it pulls at your heart and you could be crying at something that it's so beautiful or touching or evokes a memory or it just lifts you up if you're in a down moment and just it's like it's it's yeah. it's an amazing elixir it's you uh, find I, yourself listening to the same stuff all the time i do at times but i go through cycles i just recently went through a big steely dan cycle oh i love steely and dan. and uh and you know got my wife really interested in it she was never really a big steely dan fan and then suddenly i mean it's amazing the the fact that you can you know get your sonos and play your music through there and you know this idea of uh you know spotify or yeah. apple well, it's, I, it's, I, it's like uh, going to tower records and picking I, I anything a, out i got a recommendation for you yeah love it they're a country band but they do covers they're called the mavericks oh yeah saw them play once this guy has got a voice that is otherworldly it reminds me of roy orbison mm -hmm. and they do a version of um it was right after one of those terrible shootings we have of how can you break break a broken heart yep. you know by bg's yep. and they do hungry heart and their whole band is just about joy you know they just kind of like george Thorogood. you know it's yeah. just a show yeah well it's been fun talking to you <laughs> well my god steve this has been really tremendous let's just close on this so okay we, we um we we've been taking a walk here in fresh pond yeah um any other places you like taking a walk and and could be in Boston, it could be well, anywhere. I'll, I'll tell you a town that's always had mystic like resonance for me. Lincoln. Lincoln to me is like I was living here in Cambridge, Cogswell Lab. You go out there and say, like, this is the country, you know. Lincoln reminds me of Vermont or whatever. It's it's a beautiful walk. Lincoln Mass up by the the Corvida Museum or just the downtown. You've been there. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's nearby where I live. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And then, of course, when you get older, all you're thinking about is how much would it cost to live in this fucking place? You know, you <laughs> right. know, you know oh, what I yeah. mean? Oh, yeah. Especially now. I mean, you know. But yeah, walking is a wonderful thing. There's a wonderful book called, uh, I don't forget what it's called, but it's, about, it's uh, walking on the. Um, Appalachian Trail, you know that mm -hmm. guy, the, yep. the the travel writer, and yep, yeah. Well, Steve, thank you for taking a walk. I appreciate your yeah. your generosity. Our golf, a good walk wasted, right? Right, exactly. So it's nice to uh, yeah reconnect, reconnect, and, and uh, I wish you well, my and friend. And you know what? We are just getting started. That's how I feel. You know, I feel like I'm just getting started. Thanks for the inspiration, and thanks for the friendship. All right, buddy. Good help. Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.